Today in our gospel reading, we hear about how we should love. But to really understand our gospel reading, we first need to look at our first reading, where David had this opportunity to kill Saul and behead him, and yet he chose not to. It gives us a very interesting dichotomy of our own human nature of how hatred and evil doings exist in the world, exist in our own lives. We want an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But yet today in our gospel reading, we're called to become more, to be more. If we look through salvation history, it's not that it's neglected. It still occurs and comes up in different places. Like Cain and Abel, the killing of Joseph. Hatred exists and is naturally in us. But today, as faithful people, as the Christian people, as the people that have been anointed by God, we're asked to become more to be more. And for that reason, David realized that Saul was the anointed king, the chosen person. In that realization, it stopped him from killing Saul. So what is this calling to go beyond, my dear brothers and sisters? If we look at the very first line of our gospel today, Jesus instructs his disciples for those who strike your cheek, you on the cheek, who takes your cloak, give them your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you without asking for it back. If we look at that three phrases, those three phrases, it gives us exactly what we need to do. To love someone is not a feeling, a sentiment that we have. But to love someone, our words, the striking of our cheek, of your cheek, was an illustration in those times of being cursed at, being ridiculed, and being made fun of. To take your cloak, your deeds, and to give everyone who asks without asking for it back your actions. So how is our words, our actions, and our deeds reflective of the love that God has for each and every one of us? Because, my dear brothers and sisters, we don't think about it in this framework, but words are as sharp as a sword. We think words have no value and words cannot do others harm. But, my dear brothers and sisters, our words are as sharp as a sword. Our words can do damage to people. Our words can bring about hatred, deceit, envy, and jealousy. Our words can become instruments of destruction and death of others. For example, when we say that we love our neighbors... But yet, in our minds, we're counting the cost to see why we have to love that neighbor. 
Because this person brings me benefit. I can ask this person for X, Y, and Z. And they're only good to me for those reasons and those reasons only. Or to put it even in this, in this framework. Your boss is telling you that you're doing such a great job. But then behind your back, you hear from your co-workers that your boss hates everything that you're doing. When we look and listen to that, does that demonstrate and show us that our boss loves us? Does the words that our boss say now have value, have meaning, or what has those words done to us? Another way of looking at it, in a family setting, when we tell our kids, I love you, but yet on the other hand as parents, we look at our kids and say, no, you have to be a certain framework. You have to look a certain way. You have to be a certain thing. This is an ideal image of what it means to be a man and a woman. And then all of a sudden you create that image and force your children to live up to what you've constructed to be the ideal man and ideal woman. We tell our, as kids, we tell our parents that we love them. But when we do something for them, when our parents ask us to do something, we look at them and say no. We tell them, I'm too busy. We disrespect them and are disobedient to them. But today, my dear brothers and sisters, we're called to love, to go beyond the hatred and to love more. Not just the sentimental feeling, this expression we have, but that our words, our actions, and our deeds line up to what we say, what we do. You may ask, it's difficult to love these people. And for that reason in our gospel reading, Jesus gives us the framework how we're going to be able to overcome this hatred, how we're going to be able to overcome the challenges of loving someone even when it's difficult even when it calls us to go beyond ourselves, and even when it means a little suffering on our end. We hear Jesus say, to do good to those who hate you in our action. Because when we naturally encounter something bad, we want to turn away from it. We don't want to enter into these difficult relationships with people because it's hard to love them. It's hard to see God in and through these people that we encounter, especially those who hate us. But that's the call to go above and beyond. In our words, to bless those who curse you. Our natural inclination is to be angry. I know even in my own life, when someone's in my face yelling at me, screaming at me, being derogatory and even pushing me down and destroying my own self-esteem, it's easy to say I hate you 
And it's easy for your blood to boil and want to punch them in the face and say you know nothing. But instead of reacting, we're called today to bless them, to love them as if God has loved them. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, it is difficult. But if we try and strive every day to find God in and through them, it becomes easier. It becomes a daily habit and it becomes successful because you see God in and through them. Not because of what they're doing, it's because they're struggling inside and that we see God trying to radiate through them. And finally, to pray for those who mistreat you in our deeds. Because it's so easy, my dear brothers and sisters, to cast those who we don't agree with, who don't think along the same lines as you and I, who may have different politics, different thoughts, different family structures, different social economic reasons. But they are also sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. They too deserve God's love. They too want an encounter with God in and through us. And they too deserve God's love, even if they don't recognize it, even if they choose not to accept it, and even if they decide to still hurt us. They still too deserve of God's love. So in our deeds, we are still called to love them as Christ has loved them. My dear brothers and sisters, if we look through salvation history, God never turned away from us. God constantly came back to offer covenants with, with his chosen people. God constantly wants to be in relationship with people. No matter what we did, whether it was building a golden calf and worshipped it, whether we were building the Tower of Babel to become gods, to reach the heavens, God still loved us. And today we're called to go beyond that hatred, our normal tendencies in life, to bring God's love in our words, our actions, and our deeds. And I know, my dear brothers and sisters, it is difficult it's not something that we will succeed and accomplish today. But in a book, Seven Habits of Successful People, the second habit is to have our goal in mind every day. So if every day we wake up and say, I'm going to try to love someone more. I'm going to try to make my words, my actions, and my deeds congruent to what I believe and we strive every day to attempt, we strive every day to do better, we, my dear brothers and sisters, will begin to live a life of love. A life not just of the sentimental love, but a love that Christ has for each and every one of us. Amen. <laughs>